0: Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So, stick with me and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 116 of the Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm joined by Dr. Sarah Court, and we're sharing all about fitness myths specifically, if deadlifts are bad for your lower back, if spinal discs can actually slip, and how to spot fitness truths. From the lies. Now, in episode 105, I was also joined by Dr. Sarah Court, and we had such a great time busting fitness myths that I knew that I wanted to do this again. Sarah and I go on hikes pretty much a couple times a month, and we end up talking about some of the just nonsense that we have found on the internet. And I don't want those conversations to like just stay on the hike, you know, at seven miles, like there's, there's a lot you can talk about. So I'm so happy that Sarah is joining us today and we're even more excited to answer your questions. Uh, The questions that we are, and the myths that we're busting today literally came from listeners just like yourself, um, who sent us messages on Instagram. Uh, So definitely be sure that you follow both of us on Instagram. Um, I mean, she just shares genius stuff, and she's so super fun, uh, because then, then you get to be a part of Making the pasta? What? now? you get to be a part of making the show. So Dr. Sarah Court is a physical therapist and a experienced registered yoga teacher who graduated with her doctorate in physical therapy from Mount St. Mary's University. She has experience in orthopedic and neurologic settings, rehabilitating patients post-surgery or injury, and managing chronic neuromuscular conditions. She is a smart cookie, and I am so grateful to not only have her on the show today, but to also call her a friend. So enjoy my conversation with Dr. Sarah Court. All right. Welcome back, Dr. Sarah Court, to The Body Nerd Show. So stoked to have you here with us again, but also always curious, what are you getting nerdy about right now?
1: Ah, uh, Thank you for having me. And you always ask this question, and I'm always like, what am I getting nerdy about? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it always varies a little bit. And a lot of the time it's got to do with whatever patients I'm seeing when we're recording and really kind of starting to like connect the dots. And it sounds sort of pretty basic because it's what we do anyway, but really starting to sort of connect more dots of body parts influencing each other and, you know, seeing certain things show up and then something else like always shows up with that, Mm. things like that. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's, I know that's kind of a vague answer, but, but really starting to collect evidence, I guess, of more and more mm-hmm. things that I see are like, oh, if this person has that, I'm going to ask them about A, B, C, D, E as well, because most likely all those things are also present. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm nerding out on now, right now.
0: I was, thought you were going to say like Love Island.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would, except I finished it. <laughs> oh my gosh, every episode? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I think I, I, think I watched every, I mean, if you don't know the show, the reason why she said every episode is most seasons have, I believe about 50 one hour episodes. It's a lot of television. Um, it's very good for leaving the room and coming back and not missing anything because the plot moves very slowly. So it's, it's, yeah, it's good background noise.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. But what you're talking about too with your patients is something I think that people think or forget about the body, right? Mm -hmm. We think like, Oh, it's just like a robot or a machine. And if I put this input in, then this will happen like as the output when really it is, you know, dynamic and as, caretakers of bodies whether we're outside the body we're taking care of or inside the body that detective nature of it of like really being a body detective to kind of like follow the clues like you're talking about is so important
1: yeah definitely and and it, more and more I think people are starting to understand and practitioners are really starting to understand and put into their practice understanding like your hip could be impacting the other side of your body neck or your ankle on the right could be why you have left shoulder pain or something like that like Stepping back and really looking at the bigger picture and and not dismissing it as like, oh, well, they have an ankle injury, but that's completely unrelated to their, you know, rotator cuff or whatever, and really starting to treat the whole person and see the person as, right. as, a, as a whole thing. Yeah
0: which is completely like radical because that's not what at least here in the States, our medical system is set up to take care of. Right. You know, we got the podiatrist and the dentist and the rotator cuff specialist, orthopedic surgeon who doesn't talk to the intern, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just like all of these specialists. Yeah,
1: no, that's, that's absolutely right. And and I think we talked about this a little bit either last time or before about how that's all insurance based as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if I, if you come to me with neck pain and I start working on your ankle, your insurance probably isn't going to pay for it. It's nuts. It's nuts. But you know, we do what we can. <laughs>
0: America. Viva America. Ay, ay, ay. Well, uh, on a lighter note. Yes. Uh, so today we wanted to talk about more of these fitness myths, right? There's, yeah. we put out an ask on social media for the things that you have heard of that are nonsense, but we don't know, like until we know better, we can't do better. And so, for those of you who don't have, you know, professional backgrounds in fitness or are not doctors of physical therapy, it's harder to be like, well, is this real or is it not real? So our goal today is to help shine a light and give some clarity on just a few Things With big words that I learned to spell today. But first, (laughs) let us start with this one. So Doug sent in a message and he said, Hi, I hear deadlifts are bad for low back pain, but I found that they help my pain. Am I the exception? Or is it true? Are deadlifts bad for your lower back? So I actually, I love this too, because I remember when I first started doing CrossFit and weightlifting and lifting poorly and my back hurt like crazy. So that version of me would have been like, yes, deadlifts are bad for your back. But what do you think about this one, Sarah? Well, you know, this,
1: this comes sort of under the category of like, you know, and you see this a lot in, in sort of social media and things like that, where this kind of blanket statement of X movement is bad for x or y part of your body right so if you have this never do this kind of thing and Mm -hmm. the thing is it's much easier to say something like that on social media because it's a very kind of clear message it's much more difficult to be more accurate because the Mm -hmm. accurate version is nuanced and it's (laughs) different person to person and the reality is and and people always hate when i say like it depends. Because it sounds like it's a cop-out, but it actually is the most accurate thing to say is that it depends. You know, low back pain can have a variety of sources. And so to say that one thing is always bad for low back pain is also like mischaracterizing low back pain. You know, you can have low back pain because your muscles are really like spasming or aggressively tight. You could have low back pain because of a disc that's pressing on a nerve. You could have low back pain because of a, like a stenosis. There's so many different ways. And so, you know, and in some cases, strengthening your back is actually completely appropriate. So to, to just sort of say something like deadlifting is bad for your low back is just, you know, patently untrue essentially. Mm -hmm. But the reality is it's, it's much more of a like, well, let's look at you and let's look at, first of all, how are your mechanics? Like, how are you, how are you doing this deadlift? Yeah. Um, Are you doing it in a way that's excessively straining your back? Perhaps that's part of why it's, you know, not working for you. Or is this, are you someone where actually going into that kind of more of an extension position for your spine is a great idea and you actually need to make your back stronger? There's plenty of people who need that. So I think we can say that is a complete myth to say that
0: deadlifts Mm -hmm. are bad for
1: low back pain, (laughs) because Mm -hmm. for some people it's, it's probably exactly what they need, but not everybody, Mm -hmm. not everybody. And that's, that's
0: why. I think too, though, you, you touched upon it of having better mechanics and how that can help because I see so often it's like, Oh, here's this fancy new exercise or do this new thing or do this or do that do this. But it's like, okay, but like, how are we actually moving? And do we know how to move in a way that's not going to like exacerbate anything or also is like less mechanically efficient? Yeah. So like, yes, we are not robots, but physics does apply. And in the body, right, it's biomechanics. And there are ways in which you can move that are Easier for all the systems and easier to move. Yeah. And the hip hinge, which is essentially, you know, what a deadlift is, a lot of people, myself included, don't know how to hip hinge. That was something that I had to learn and practice yeah. to then be able to deadlift and also to not have to worry about low back pain. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of people that I work with, like learning the hip hinge without also sort of going into spinal flexion at the same time is is very challenging. People don't automatically have really good proprioception, right? They can't necessarily tell where they are in space. And so that's a big part of it as well, like actually learning how to just move from the hips and just go into hip Mm -hmm. flexion versus hip flexion and then after a certain amount of time now I'm rounding my back I'm going to spinal flexion you know and, and everything kind of mm-hmm. falls apart and you know there's all kinds of reasons why that's why that happens for people a lot of the reason I see it is because there's a, a limit in how far the person can hip hinge before their hamstrings are just like no but they keep want to keep <laughs> moving right because th- what they're understanding is that they've got to get their body lower because that's what a deadlift right. looks like or something right so that's like right, right. get there however you get there so yeah. The mechanics of it and, and really understanding how to, you know, move your body sort of piece by piece, right? It's, it's the, can I isolate these different movements before I put them back together mm-hmm. as opposed to, Oh, I saw a deadlift. Okay. Now I'm just going to go do it. I don't know what I'm doing. I am going to pick up this 40 pound kettlebell and just go for it. Right. And that's probably going to end poorly. Maybe not,
0: but, but it's possible. <laughs> Maybe not that day. It's never just one deadline. Right. Exactly. Right. It's always like three sets of 30 or yeah. like something insane. Sure. And then you're like, Oh my God, my back exploded. Yeah. It's like, and with, with any movement, I feel like you should be able to do it without weight first. hundred percent. hundred percent. And then add the weight.
1: And especially if it's a new movement to you, like you should train it without weight first. That's my feeling. Because if I, if I don't understand how to do the movement, with adjust my own body weight I don't think you really have any business adding weight to it until mm-hmm. you do some people may disagree with me but that's that's my opinion yeah. I'm, I'm sticking to it
0: <laughs> <laughs> well and you know we're saying okay deadlifts are- if, you know, if your mechanics are there, probably totally fine. But I think what also falls under this is, you know, bending over with a totally rounded back, mm-hmm. which, uh, I mean, it does. It feels good to stretch your sure. back that, that way, you know. Um, and then there also is, um, because we've done this together. I can't think of what the technical term is, where you do like a slow forward mm-hmm. fold with weight. Yeah. So it's like loaded spinal flexion, yeah. which like the version of me 10 years ago would be like, oh my God, your back's going to explode. Right. Which it's like, Why are you doing the movement? Like, what is the goal? And like, do you know how to move well? Right. And then go from there. And you know, in no way am I saying that
1: spinal flexion is a bad movement or that you shouldn't load spinal flexion. But again, like, you know, before doing that movement, I don't, I don't know what it's called either, but like, it's sort of like a spinal roll down where it's sort of Mm -hmm. eccentrically controlling it with your back muscles. But like I teach people how to do that up against a wall first without a weight so Mm -hmm. that they can actually feel Mm -hmm. that kind of segmental movement through their spine, you know, and, and then, and then make it harder, right. Then add weight to it then. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it just, it just depends. And again, for some people that movement is a great idea, and for other people, perhaps not. Right? Perhaps they need to be doing a deadlift <laughs> with no spinal mm-hmm. flexion. Right? So mm-hmm. it's just this kind of idea of like, you know, there's no there's no bad movements. It just depends if it's sort of the right choice for you and for your body at that moment in time.
0: I just tried to look it up to you. I have no idea what it's called. But <laughs> if you've ever done it, you know you're like yelling at your phone yes. right now, like what's called? Oh, yeah, just remind us. <laughs> Yeah, it's so true. Like there are no bad movements. And I also feel like you should be prepared for the weird stuff, Yes, right? For stepping off a curb and like your body going all wonky. Like if you never practice doing weird things, if everything is like very robotic, then that's all you're ready for. Right. So how are you like ready for real life yeah. is really, I think what it comes down to. Yeah, and we we can get kind of
1: like, over-concerned about like, you know, exact right position for like your squat or, or whatever. And like, oh, your knees can never go in or, or anything like that. And then, you know, take a look at some people playing basketball and you'll see their knees and their ankle, everything going all over the place. Right. And they're fine. Mm-hmm. So it's all circumstantial. It's all based on like, how much is your body, like you said, prepared to do all kinds of different movements. It's, and, and it is important to sort of train in 3D, right. Not just train like, forwards and backwards, or maybe, you know, I do my forwards and backwards and then I do my like sideways monster walks or whatever. And that's Mm -hmm. it. Right. And at no point do I ever turn my feet in or turn my feet out or one leg is in front of the other, you know, like all that kind of variety Mm -hmm. that we see in our daily lives showing up, but that we don't ever like train for when we go and train.
0: Which is why I love my BOSU. I was on it this (laughs) morning too. Cause it's like wobbly, which if you're not practiced on uneven surfaces, like Yeah, most of the world is paved, but it may not always. What about it's like those stupid seed pods, you know, with those spiky things are all over L.A. And then you step on one of those, Mm -hmm. your whole ankle is just like off of it. (laughs) Like you have to be prepared for that. And the only way to prepare that is stepping on uneven surfaces. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, there is no one movement that is good or bad for this other movement. You should just move well. That's right. In lots of ways. That's right. Myth busted. Today's episode is brought to you by Rad feel better from head to toe with mobility and recovery tools designed for everybody and every lifestyle. Today, I want to tell you about the rod and it's exactly what it sounds like, a rod, (laughs) but it allows you to customize your pressure. And I use this on my legs after my workouts. It's really quick and easy to use because it's just a rod and you roll it and rub it up and down your legs, your arms. I've used it on my neck. It's super, super versatile and it helps prevent soreness like nothing else. Now I've used, their axle which is like a specially designed foam roller and recovery rounds post-workout but what i love about the rod is it works just as well and it's really quick and easy to use now if you want to go all in the restoration bundle comes with all my favorite products so that you can move better and feel better in just a few minutes a day If you want to support the show and you also want to feel amazing, head on over to radroller.com and use the code bodynerd at checkout to save 15% off your entire order, including tools and education. That's radroller, R-A-D-R-O-L-L-E-R. Use the code bodynerd at checkout and enjoy 15% off. Now back to the show.
1: And get help. I mean, you know, that's the other thing is like, you know, if you're not sure, get someone to help you, you know, hire a trainer, go to PT. I mean, I have plenty of people I work with, we're just sort of doing, you know, what will you call wellness or maintenance where they just want to train with a set of eyes on them. Mm-hmm. And maybe they had some sort of more serious injury, but they're not they've healed from that, but they still like to have, you know, a professional watching them doing what they're doing and helping them with it. So that's always if it's if it's affordable and and there are a lot of great resources on the internet. It's not like everything is like telling lies, but, but you just sort of have to get a little more sophisticated in the way that you search out what you search out for, right? It's like, if you look for mm-hmm. medical advice on Dr. Google, you know, everything ends in worst case scenario. But if you <laughs> if you're able to kind of finesse a little bit and and actually kind of pick out okay well what is actually accurate and what is probably not
0: the internet is so great at terrible scenarios like even with my dog she got a scratch from a cat in her eye and then it was Mm. like she's gonna lose her eye that was what the internet (laughs) said that's the only option i was just like wait 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 how did we end up here so (laughs) you're like is there a step before losing the eye i would like to know just (laughs) just that's it don't google it yeah don't google it oh no Ugh. No. And, uh, it didn't teach her her lesson. She went back for seconds uh, and thirds. Well, that's, that's,
1: that's her own fault then. Dog sees <laughs> All
0: right. So <laughs> that myth has been busted let's talk about this. So I don't know who sent you this message, but you texted me. We need Mm. to add this to this list. A chiropractor put my vertebra back in place. Can it go out Mm. in the first place? Which I think there's a lot of stuff that falls into this. Mm -hmm. Like, um, oh, I slipped a disc Mm -hmm. or I threw my back out. Yeah. 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 There's all these like parts flying everywhere. According to some people. Yes.
1: Catastrophizing language. Around your body, or around, and especially around the spine. You know this idea. Well, so I'll sort of try to address each of them. This idea of like a slipped disc. It's language that's been used to describe, you know, like a herniated disc, essentially. But the disc is not going anywhere. It is. It is very firmly attached to everything above and below it. So this idea, like it's not slipping, right? It's not like falling Mm -hmm. out of your back. But if that's how it's described to you, that's kind of terrifying. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean if some if I didn't know better and someone said you know you've got a slip disk, I'm like, oh my god, I shouldn't move at all. Cause what if it Mm -hmm. keeps slipping? You know, (laughs) like how far is it gonna go? (laughs) How far is it gonna fall out? Right. So just starting to understand that like that that's meaningless and and completely untrue. And then when people say like, oh, I threw my back out, I hear that quite a bit from people. And I I should start actually asking when people tell me this, like, what do you think that means? You know, what what does Mm -hmm. that mean to you? Because usually what people are talking about in that situation is really just a huge spasm, like a muscular Mm. spasm in the low back. I've had it happen to me where I was sitting and I turned and then reached down for something to the side of me. And all of a sudden my back, my lower back just kind of seized. And I basically like slow motion crumpled to the floor and kind of laid on the ground for about half an hour, and I was like, "Huh? Oh, okay. No. Do I? I guess I live here now. I don't. Can I get up? I don't know." But, um, your dog's looking at your she's face. She's like, uh, 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 "Are you? Okay? Are you okay? Do I? When do I start eating you? How long do I have to wait?" <laughs> um, but <laughs> you know, the reason that that might happen is it's kind of um, well, depending, it can be kind of an overreaction. You know, your brain is sensing where your spine is, and probably you've put your spine into a position that according to your brain is potentially injurious, dangerous is maybe a strong word, but like it's potentially going to be painful or problematic. And so your brain says to those muscles, you know what, just stop this idiot. Don't let them move any more in this direction because this, I don't think this is going well. Right. Or like, this is going to end badly. And so in particular, if you've had back pain before, or if you've had any other kind of like injury to your low back or you know chronic something happening you know your brain's kind of already primed to think oh god mm-hmm. something's going to happen right and yeah. and that's that's what it does it's usually with these kind of compound movements where it's like i bent over and i twisted or i turned to the side that's, and i reached yeah, back i did right? it mm-hmm. it's it's usually it's not usually just like i well it can be but but it's usually sort of like a combination of things where your brain is just kind of like Argh! and so it it just like just wants to arrest any more movement from happening. And, yeah. um, you know, it's legitimately painful and can go on. I mean, for people that it happens to it can go on for like, in worst case situations, like weeks, you know, but, mm-hmm. but it, it's not, um, you didn't throw it out. Like it's not in the garbage. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> like the language around it is, is, is misleading because it doesn't actually tell you anything about what's actually happening you know? Yeah. So, or even
0: that it's like out of place that like, there's something in the wrong place, yeah. you know? You mean like with a chiropractor? Both. Yeah. Like I threw my back out. Okay. So it's, you know, not in the right, right place anymore. Right. So do I just like wait for it to decide to How come does back it come to back the back right into place? place? Yes. Yeah. 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 And
1: just understanding that like it's muscular, it's a, it's a reaction, right? It's kind of a, a an overreaction or response to your, your body body. Like the possibility of something actually happening. And it will eventually resolve. And you may need to just sort of be mindful of the ways that you move, or, or, cause it's probably not gonna let you like stretch it out immediately. You know, it's sort of that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like you kind of have to, it's the scared animal approach, right? Or you just kind of like sit down next to it, like, oh hey, what's happening? Yeah. You know, you like, don't, yes. don't get directly in the eye, you know. And don't move too fast. Don't move too fast. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask too much. Just kind of sit there quietly. So, you know, it, it's, it's always treatable and it always resolves. But I think, um, because it tends to kind of feel like it came out of nowhere or it's like, I just moved and then it happened. I think it's then very easy for people to get into a place of like, Oh God, one wrong move. And I'm going to throw my back out. Right. And then you, you start to get in a mindset of, well, I should never move because if I move, Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw my back out. Right. So, so then you start to lose any sort of pliability and natural mobility and suppleness that your spine should have, you know, and and be able to do. And then oftentimes that's actually the problem. Like I'll have people come mm-hmm. into the clinic and their their back pain is not from, you know, their disc herniation. Their back pain is because they are afraid to move out of extension in their lumbar spine. And that's that's a I've seen people where it's like I mean, it's us reteach you a little bit and see like okay if you go into this shape a little bit uh, yeah. and it's actually like resolved their pain for them because it's again it's not the it's not the thing they think it is it's their body's response to that thing a lot of the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the thing with the chiropractor you know I mean chiropractors kind of get thrown under the bus quite a bit
0: <laughs> I know I love my chiropractor you know,
1: I do too I have a I have a one rib that is a little extra mobile. And every now and then it kind of like slightly shifts to, you know, it's probably, if we had to like get really scientific about it, like a millimeter off of where it's supposed to be,
0: but I feel it. It changes everything. I feel it. It changes everything. And then I go to my chiropractor
1: and he does his magic and it's better, right? Um, Yeah. But I've done that twice total in the past, maybe two, three years. Yeah, I think what happens sometimes, or or I'll hear people say, like, "Well, I have to go to the chiropractor every week because he has to put my spine, he or she has to put my spine back into place." So I have to keep getting adjusted over and over again. And anybody who has to go to any kind of practitioner, or otherwise they're they're not functional. You want to sort of take a look at that because something, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it, you know, the the best case scenario, what, what should happen, you know, if I see a patient eventually they should outgrow me. You know, Mm -hmm. they should, they should get better and leave not because I don't like them, but because they're better. Right. That's the whole, I should make myself, um, useless. Right. I should no longer be of any use to them. Any situation where, and, and obviously that's not the case. If it's like, I have people I'm doing, you know, we're not trying to fix things anymore. We're just working out. Right. But, but if it's like, Oh, if I don't keep going to this practitioner, then my body is in the wrong place or, you know, I can't function. The, the biggest part of that that I think you want to take a look at is like, well, clearly whatever you're doing is not sticking or it's not mm-hmm. impacting what you think needs to be impacted. If you have to go every single week, right. Or every two weeks or, or whatever. And, you know, sort of bigger picture, we always, I always think about it like active and passive, right. It's something like a chiropractor is a passive treatment. It's happening to you. The right. active part is your body learning how to maintain whatever got adjusted. Right. And if your body doesn't learn how to do that, you're going to keep doing your same movement patterns. Right. And so there's no, there's no learning happening on your part and you become dependent on somebody else to like, keep fixing you every week. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah, this idea that like, I need the chiropractor, like put my spine back, you know, or, or anything like I need, you know, I have to, you know, get my upper traps massaged every week because they're so tight. I'm like, well, okay, then maybe fine. Cause maybe you just really like massage or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, okay, well, there's something in your behavior that's making that happen. Because the second right. you get up off the massage table, you're going into your same pattern of movement and maybe right. it doesn't hurt right. that day, but within a week it hurts enough that you want to massage again. Right. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: just it's incorrect. I think to think that like, I constantly need someone to passively fix me. A lot of people get into that cycle and. Instead, we want to start to think about, like, okay, maybe I do need that initially. And certainly with some of those things, like, it does take more than one repetition of mm-hmm. it. I had a, a vertebra in my neck that actually got rotated because of doing a shoulder stand for <clears throat> 10 minutes oh, every day. Times. Every day. Oh, goodness. For oh, goodness. Whatever it was during my yoga teacher training, that's what everyone had to do. You had to do a five minute headstand and you had to do a 10 minute shoulder stand every single day for a month or something. And after the teacher training, I was walking down the street, I turned my head and I get this shooting pain up the side of my neck. And it's, you know, I agreed to do it. I'm not blaming anybody. You know,
0: <laughs> your neck was like, I will save it's you. So we cannot move. Do, not do
1: that again. Do you know how many times you've done a shoulder stand in the past month? So when I was working with a chiropractor for that, <laughs> it took a oh few God. times because it was like, I had really yeah. kind of jacked it up, but I'm not still getting that worked on, you know, there comes a time when it's like, okay, now it's fixed. And I have my little exercises that I did and, and we got it better. So yeah, I mean, I think, I think a big piece of it is taking responsibility for your own body and, and working with the person that you're working with, as opposed to expecting them to kind of just fix it for you.
0: Yeah. Although I feel like that's hard when you don't know about the body a hundred percent, you know, absolutely. Cause I can't fix my car. So
1: if something goes wrong with my right. car, I have to bring it to the mechanic and be like, can you fix it? Right. <laughs> I don't, so it just started leaking something. I have no idea. Right. Maybe if I was if I was more mechanically minded, I would go on YouTube and learn about I things you need to go on YouTube. <laughs> right? And then you, and like, would you know, know and realize like, oh, this whole thing only actually costs $25, but they're charging me six hundred dollars, you know, or whatever. But that's that's a mean thing that's to how say. It goes. But, <laughs> but yeah, when it comes to our bodies, a lot of the time we have that kind of same mindset where it's like, oh, something went yeah. wrong. I have no idea where it what it was. I need to go to a specialist and they're gonna fix yeah. it. And then fingers crossed it never happens again.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think too, like fitness wants to sell you in the fitness industry, this like super sexy idea of like, oh, this massage gun will fix you or this new thing is going to fix you. And really it comes down to doing the boring things like moving better, having better posture mm-hmm. and making sure that your fundamentals are great. And it's like the same with your car too. Are your wheels aligned so that your tires were evenly? And do you have oil in your car? You know, yeah. like that, that is the same between machines and us, Yes. but also like to your point, if someone sets you up where you will have to be dependent on them for ever like that's a huge red flag of that person but also that modality like why do i have to do that thing the same way forever and ever yeah you know like i roll my traps out but not every day because i don't need it Mm -hmm. every day and that's even from someone who like loves rolling on therapy balls like you don't have to do the same thing every single day
1: Right. And it it can happen anywhere. I mean, it can happen with physical therapists as well, where it's like, oh no, you Mm -hmm. have to see me every single week because otherwise, you know, and, and using language that's sort of fear mongering for people where they're like, oh, you know, my PT said, or my, my chiropractor said, or my acupuncturist said like, I'm very fragile or like, I'm very something, you know? And so I can't do anything on my own. Like there, there's definitely, scenarios where where stuff like that happens and um, I just try not to ever be that practitioner
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you know, well uh, you know I think it's a combination to of taking responsibility for your body but also as the practitioners of like giving power back to people yes and educating. by way of education
1: mm-hmm. yeah and and you know it's it's really important and I think you know I can't speak to to other clinicians but certainly for me, you know, we were encouraged to educate patients in PT school, but it was also kind of like, but don't make it too hard for them. You know, it was kind of like, they're not going to totally get it. And Mm -hmm. I I don't like that either because it's like, you know, I I should be able to, no, I'm not going to use all my super medical language and my like anatomical terms. Of course not. I'm speaking a different, there's no way you're going to understand that because I'm speaking a totally different language, but it's on me Mm -hmm. to be able to translate that and make it make sense to you, you know? Where it's like, oh, your neck is hurting because you're not stabilizing in your pelvis, and then every time you walk, it's actually like shaking your head around. Like that's a very easy way to explain something. so you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think for it sure. should be part of everybody's toolkit, whether you're a clinician, even if you're if you're a trainer. Like anyone who's working with people with their bodies, you should be able to explain to them what you're doing with them and why. You know, mm-hmm. so that they understand. Which is again red flag if they won't tell you, yes. or if they can't. Red flag if they can't. Ah right? Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. they're doing it because this is the one routine that they know how to teach, you know, <laughs> or like mm-hmm. everybody gets, you know, bridges and clams. I love to make fun of, br- I actually <sighs> love a bridge myself. I, I love know. to make fun of bridges and clams, but
0: <laughs> yeah, it is so true too. Like, I mean, I shit on clamshells all the time, but then also like, I do love me a good bridge. Yeah. You know, it's just, it works. You know, that hip extension, you get your glutes firing yeah. after you've been sitting on them. Um... Yep. Well, There are so many, I mean, even on my list right now of (laughs) fitness myths that we could debunk. But let's let's just end here today so that we have more to continue to talk about. Because, yeah, this is always so fun to have your genius and your wisdom and also like your calm energy, where I feel like I'm a chihuahua, like, ah, all over the place. Um, I also, if you are listening to this episode, I put it up on YouTube on uh, my AE Wellness channel, also because then you get to see Sarah's dog, Pearl, who was like, Oh, are you talking about me? I think I should come over right now. So you heard her a little bit, but you also get to see her. So any last words of wisdom oh God. and parting advice for like, what's like one thing someone can do right now to be able to like better decipher, like, is this bullshit or not? <laughs> Anytime you see
1: something that's talking in absolutes, like mm-hmm. these are the only stretches you need for your hamstrings or, you know these five tips will banish your back pain forever. Anything like that, just run the opposite direction because it's a marketing ploy. It's not accurate. You are unique. Your body's needs are unique. There is no one set routine of movements that work on everybody. And Mm -hmm. it's just a way to kind of, it's clickbait, right? It's a way to get you to click through and then buy whatever new toy that they've like invented heading
0: over to change my
1: workshop titles right now <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Ooh, i'm gonna call this workshop no, i totally yeah. I,
0: I have banished back but <laughs> you know what in my defense it's a doorway and so i think if people are saying this is it this is the only right. way versus like come step through exactly. the wardrobe with me into narnia yeah. and look at this whole other world mm-hmm. on the other side totally. like
1: there's a difference versus like you only need to do this one thing and you'll feel great for life you know that kind of stuff yeah. it's just like I always I always laugh when I'm like scrolling and I see something like that come up I'm like and then I keep going. <laughs> so yeah, that would be my advice. Whenever you whenever you see something like that, don't don't fall for it. It's a myth. Just keep going. It's a myth. Just walk the other way. That's right. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So now we are equipped. We have another tool in our basket or our our toolkit of like no absolute language, but absolutely where can people come and hang out (laughs) with you? Uh, Thank you. On the internet. I am mostly
1: on Instagram. I'll dip a toe into Facebook, but I'm not really consistently there. So it's Sarah court DPT on Instagram. And then my website is the same thing. Sarah And I teach some public workshops, not as much Um, But I I do a lot of private work as well, and either online with people or in person. So that's where you can find me. Uh, Or if you're in the LA area and you want to come into the clinic, I work at a clinic called Align Physical Therapy and Chiropractic, which is in Larchmont which is also good because then you can afterwards go to salt and straw and get really delicious, mm, crazily cream. overpriced, you know, ice cream or like go get em, tiger and you get a nice, like fancy coffee for $8 yeah. or whatever, like all kinds of good. Oh. So those are good food options near where I work. Yeah.
0: I'm very hungry right now. That does sound good. The last time I saw a go get em, tiger, there was a pizza place there too. Is it the same or is go get em, tiger just coffee. This uh, is only a LA eater <laughs> podcast. Go get
1: em Tiger is It's like coffee and sort of baked goods and maybe like a salad. I'm not sure if there's like full on pizzas. This was,
0: I think this was more of a marketplace as I am uh, now remembering, okay. <laughs> but yes, I will say too, that, uh, one of the silver linings of COVID has been online offerings are available. So there are people like you and myself who are online so that you don't have to get in a car. You don't have to live in the same city. You can have your questions answered and even your body looked at as you're moving from someone who's not necessarily in the same room as you. That's right. So go check it out. Um, Also keep sending us your fitness myths that you want debunked because we are keeping a running tally of all of these. And Sarah's going to be back. We're going to talk more about how to spot the red flags and then when to walk the other way. (laughs) So... Stay tuned for that. And thank you so much, Sarah, thank for being you. here today. This has been awesome. Tell Pearl I say thank you as well. I will. And until next time. Thank you. Okay. I hope that you also are just feeling so nerdy <laughs> after listening to that conversation. I just, I love Sarah. She is so awesome and down to earth. And I'm posting this episode also on YouTube. So go check out my channel at AE Wellness and you can see Pearl, Sarah's dog, um, who makes an appearance in this when we started talking about her. (laughs) Pearl was like, hey, um, that's rude. I would like to be on the show now. So definitely check that out. And we want to hear what you think what you thought, what you learned, uh, or maybe even more fitness myths that are plaguing you. So hit us up on social, take a screenshot of this episode or send Sarah a DM and let her know what your biggest takeaway was. Um, You can find me on Instagram. I'm at Halifamala and Sarah is at Sarah Court DPT. And we're just super curious. We, we want to know, let us know. And if you want some support and accountability on this journey towards making wellness and working out a part of your regular day to day, that's exactly what we do inside Movement Mavens. Movement Mavens is my exclusive community for busy, active women that'll teach you everything you need to create your custom wellness workout plan, plus get you the accountability and support so that you can stay moving and get out of pain with our monthly workouts and trainings. So you can learn more about Movement Mavens and get notified the next time we open up for enrollment right now by heading on over to aewellness.com slash mavens. That's M-A-V-E-N-S. Now, before I go, don't forget that the show notes, the fun links, the free downloads, the Body Nerds Group, all things podcast-related, live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. If you want to learn about Movement Mavens, if you want to download the Bodywork Self-Care Guide, if you want to check out the Mobility Mastery Toolkit, it's all there. Go check it out, aewellness.com slash podcast, and whether this is your first episode or your 116th you know the drill. Subscribe, review, share. Let the algorithmic overlords know that you love the Body Nerd Show, that you learned something, and that it is worthwhile. Also, I really super, super appreciate it. Honestly, when you take time to write a review, it makes my day. Not even going to lie. So if you would like to make my day, um, please do leave a review, preferably one with five stars. (laughs) So here's asking better questions moving more, spotting fitness myths from miles away, and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks. And bodywork is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it.